over 1,400 years ago on the 20th day of Ramadan. This is the day when the Muslims were able to conquer Mecca. So at the end of the seventh year of the Hijra, the Quraysh and their allies um, decided to violate the terms of the peace treaty at Hudabiyah, and they attacked another clan who were in, a, who were in alliance with the Muslims. And so this clan, the Bani Khuzah, and please, I may be messing up these names totally. Please forgive me. They appeal to the Prophet, peace upon them for help and protection. They're like, look, we thought we had a peace treaty. They have People have violated this treaty. Could you please help us? So the Prophet, peace upon him, said, you know what? I am just tired of this reign of injustice and oppression, which has lasted too long in Mecca. So he gathered 10,000 men, and they decided to march against the idolaters, and they set out on the 10th of Ramadan. Well, after eight days, the Muslim army, so they were in Yathrib, Medina, so it took them a while to get to, towards Mecca. So after eight days, the Muslim army halted and waited a day. And on the night of their arrival, they were very close to Mecca. Abu Sufyan, Abu Sufyan, who was of the Quraysh, was delegated by them to tell the Prophet, peace upon him, to abandon this project, just stop and go back. But the morning, he asked for an interview with the Prophet, peace upon him. And he, Abu Sufyan said, has the time not come? So Abu Sufyan tried to talk to the prophet. The prophet said, look, Abu Sufyan, the time has come for this reign of terror to stop. And isn't it time for you to acknowledge that there is no God but Allah and I am his messenger? Abu Sufyan fought for a while, and then he took his shahada, just like that. And he said, the prophet told him, go back to Mecca and prepare the city for my arrival. And so he did. And so on the 20th day of Ramadan, with the exception of slight resistance by certain clans, the Muslims were able to enter Mecca almost unopposed with this army of 10,000. Now, remember, this is the city that had treated Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, so cruelly, driven him and his followers for refuge among strangers, and the city that had threatened his life and the lives of the new Muslims now lay at his mercy. But people will be thinking, well, is he going to do to them what they did to him? No, on the contrary. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, entered Mecca on his favorite camel, and when he got there, he recited a verse. Allah gave him revelation from Surah Al-Fatah, the victory. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Verily, we have given you, O Muhammad, a manifest victory that Allah may forgive you your sins of the past and future and complete his favor on you and guide you to the straight path and that Allah may help you with strong help. Surah 48, verse 1 through 3. And so the Muslim army entered the city unpretentiously and peacefully. No house was robbed, no man or woman was insulted, and the prophet peace upon him granted a general amnesty to the entire population of Mecca except for four criminals and then he began to destroy the idols he has he destroyed all the idols he destroyed all the images of worship in fact there were 350 idols just at the kaaba they were all thrown down he destroyed a wooden a wooden pit pigeon and all the all the idols were destroyed after the prophet abolished and destroyed the idols he began to deliver a speech to the assembled people because there was a victory at Mecca. That's my little historical fact, and we're going to go into our special guest speaker this morning, who is none other than our wonderful friend and brother, Imam Abdul Malik. Thank you, Imam.
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful. We've been witnessed that nothing should be wished except Allah, the creator of life in all of its manifestations. And we bear witness the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Allah's divine messenger and Allah's devoted servant. We thank Allah for the revelation of the Quran and all that it represents. And we thank Allah for the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the embodiment of that living word. My brothers and sisters, I want to thank our sister Nisa Islam for giving me this opportunity, as well as pay respect to the minister, the honorable minister of Farrakhan and his family in this sacred month of Ramadan. I want to continue on a point concerning the victory of the Battle of Badr. One of the things that we must understand as Muslims is if faith is considered something that is overrated, then let our faith in Allah be overrated and let our determination and spirit of conviction be one that is unshakable. Faith is that element that is shaped by trials and tribulations. But when we trust in Allah and believe in Allah, knowing that we have all that we need when we trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the majesty of his will, that Allah is indeed sufficient. So in the Holy Quran, in Surah Ali Imran, Allah said there's something beautiful. Badr is the only battle that I know of mentioned in the Quran. Allah says to the Prophet, he says, وَلَقَدْ نَصْرُكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلٌ Allah says, Verily it is Allah that granted you the victory and the help that was essential in the battle of Badr. Indeed, for sure, it was Allah that gave you the victory in the battle of Badr. When your numbers were small, therefore, fear Allah and be conscious of his divine presence that you may also display the sense of gratitude. Now, brothers and sisters, there's something interesting here. He says, Those that come into your life to help you are those that come to help you to become victorious. Because the word nasara and ansar come from that root. Nasara, it means not only to help, but to help in the pursuit of victory. So the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu called the people of Medina. He called them al-ansar. Because the Muslims of Medina, upon their conversion to Islam and their conviction, unshakable faith in the Prophet وسلم, they were prepared to ensure his success. That's a trademark of your friends. Your true friends and your true helpers, they desire nothing for you than success and victory in all of your human endeavors. If they're your friends and true lovers of the faith, they will do everything in their power to assist you. So Allah says to the Prophet that it is Allah that gave you victory. When your numbers were small in the battle of Badr, because the Muslims were outnumbered three to one, he said, barely it was Allah that gave you the victory. I want to emphasize this, brothers and sisters. Our successes in life are not a result of numbers or money, or resources, or fame, or fortune. For the believer, our success derives from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On this very moment, you are one of the most successful persons on the planet if you have awakened, because millions didn't make it this morning. So everything you and I need in life to be successful, you have it every day when you have the breath of life. 
If that breath of life is taken, all things you thought you needed will lose their value. You won't need food. You won't need clothing. You won't need shelter. You won't need friends. You won't need a husband or a wife. But as long as you are breathing, you have the breath of life. I want you to know that indeed you have been you have been successful, and you have all that you need. I want to go on to another portion of the verse. If you look at a continuation, Allah talks about the importance of the Prophet being patient and being fearful of Allah and knowing that Allah will guide him and assist him with over 5,000 angels that he may be victorious. 5,000 angels. I'm going to leave you on that to think about. Allah's warriors are not limited to human beings. Allah has the forces of nature, as the minister said in one of the songs that he wrote, that I'll fight you with the winds. Brothers and sisters, if you trust in Allah and you truly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have countless creatures of creation that pray for you and with you that you cannot see. That in time of great need, you will see how Allah will use the forces of nature to destroy your enemies and his. Because Satan is already defeated by a promise from Allah. So I want to encourage each and every one of us to trust in Allah, believe in Allah, and know that victory comes from Allah. We were born, shaped, and designed not to be losers, but to be victorious. So may you have a beautiful Ramadan. May you experience the endless possibilities of night, light of the color, which is coming, the night of power and predestination. May you reflect on that magnificent night when two of Allah's most beloved prophets, or messengers, I should say, the messenger Jibreel and the messenger Muhammad, have a magnificent encounter. And they began with the revelation of the Holy Quran. Say, may Allah bless you. May your Ramadan be one of the best you've ever experienced. I give you the greetings. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, brother minister Abdul Malik, brother Imam Abdul Malik. Thank you, dear brother, for your words with us this morning. All praises are due to Allah. We will now ask our brother to give us what we affectionately call the hadith of the day, brother Jalil. Brother Jalil. Assalamu alaikum, brother Musa. thank you very much. To all of those that have gathered this morning on the Ramadan, the Ummah Reflects line. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah and we thank Allah. And we seek Allah's help from the evil of our bad deeds and the consequences of those bad deeds. And we seek Allah's forgiveness. For we need His forgiveness. He's our Gafar, the forgiver. Whomever Allah guides and can misguide that person. <coughs> and whomever Allah allows to be misguided, no one can guide that person aright. I bear witness there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah. No rock, no tree, no stone, no animal. There's nothing worthy of worship but Allah. He's God all by himself. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger, alayhi salatu salam. The best book is the book of Allah, and the best guidance is the Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He teaches us that every made-up thing in religion is a going astray, and every going astray leads to the hellfire. May Allah protect us. I mean. We thank Allah for Imam Abdul Malik, whose words today 
speaking about the momentous occasion of the Battle of Bata. Brothers and sisters, if you've never read the story of the Battle of Bata, I encourage you to read it. Because in truth, there's no more significant battle ever on the planet than the Battle of Bata. That can be proven in no limit of time. Because from the Battle of Bata, the fountain spring of Islam became prominent. From that victory, Islam was firmly cemented. And now, 1400 and some odd years later, you and I are allowed, have allowed, Allah has allowed us to say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to our fellow Muslims. And we thank Allah for the men and women who fought in that battle, striving to make Islam real. They weren't fighting over whether they can put up a hamburger stand. They weren't fighting over whether who was going to be the next mayor. They weren't fighting over a referendum that had to be passed. They were fighting solely, the brothers and sisters, to establish Islam. They wanted the flag of Islam firmly rooted in that peninsula. And we say kudos to them. We ask Allah to grant them all jinnah for dose for their efforts and their dedication and their steadfastness. Imam Abdul Malik talked about the 5,000 angels that Allah aided the believers with. Brothers and sisters, as a Muslim, we are to believe in the angels. There's seven arcane of the pillars of Islam that we are to believe in. And one of those is to believe in the angels that Allah sends down. When he sent the 5,000 angels, dear brothers and sisters, as he mentioned, the Muslims, the Muslims were outnumbered 300 to 1,000, and things were looking bleak. But when he sent the 5,000 angels, Shaitan saw these angels, and the disbelievers didn't see him. They couldn't see him, but Shaitan saw them. And Shaitan did what he naturally does. He scampered away as a coward, and he pointed at the disbelievers, and he said, I see what you see not. <coughs> I'm out of here. And brothers and sisters, the angels wreaked havoc on the disbelievers along with the Muslims that day. They wreaked havoc on the believers. And the Prophet وسلم, as seen in the Quran, he threw the dirt in the face of the Kafirs the disbelievers, and Allah said, it wasn't you who threw it, it was I who threw it. And it went into their faces and it allowed them to be confused and defeated. So we thank Allah for that battle, and we thank Allah for the victory that Allah gave us. And we thank Allah for the angels that are working on our behalf. One of the companions, the brothers and sisters, was noteworthy in praying for 40 Muslim companions of his every day. And I encourage you as believers to make that a habit of yours, to start praying for fellow Muslims when you're making your du'as, after you finish making your salat. Start making du'as for Muslims 
and start at 40 and let that increase. Muslims in your area, Muslims that you haven't seen in a long time, Muslims that you know are suffering from illnesses or sicknesses, Muslims that are suffering with household problems, Muslims that are suffering with money problems, Muslims that are suffering with faith problems. Start making dua for those people every single day. Why should you do that? Listen to this hadith. The Prophet sallam, told the companions that when you pray for a believer and you pray for so-and-so, so-and-so, the angels are there writing it down and they're saying, and to you as well. So you pray for Brother Abdullah. You say, oh, Allah, bless Brother Abdullah. Bless him to get a job. Bless his finances to be better. And the angels are there saying, and unto you as well. When you pray for Sister Fatima, you say, oh, Sister Fatima. Oh, Allah, bless Sister Fatima and her pregnancy. Bless this pregnancy to be complication-free, problem-free, and trouble-free. And bless this baby to come out to be a Muslim and be of good for her. I mean, and the angels are there saying, I mean, and unto you as well. Islam is perfect. Capture this religion in your heart. Let this religion sit, st- sit firmly in your heart and follow the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. Ask Allah to bless us to be steadfast in following the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, and ask Allah to bless us to be victorious over our enemies. And ask Allah to allow his angels to surround us and protect us and comfort us and aid and abet us and offer us good news and glad tidings. I'll ask Allah to allow his angels to ask Allah to allow his angels to be for us and not against us. Bless us, the Holy Allah. Shine your light on us, protect us from the evil doings and protect us from the people that dislike Islam and bless us to be of those to be our victorious over the disbelievers. I mean Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, brother Jalil. Thank you for your words with us this morning. All praises are due to Allah. We will now ask our sister, Sister Nisa, to give us, Sister Nisa Islam, to give us a fast fact and the Nisa report. Sister Nisa. Assalamu alaikum again. Our fast fact of the day is Allah loves those who return to him in sincere worship. As we enter the last 10 days of Ramadan, I remind us as we started, Allah said in a Hadith Qudsi, fasting is mine and it is I who give reward for it. We fast for Allah. There is no showing off in fasting as may happen in other acts of worship. We may show off in our Salat by proudly reciting Quran. We may show off by giving large amounts of money for Zakat. We may show off when we take Shahada. We may even show off when we go to Hajj. Unfortunately, showing off may enter all good deeds, but no one can see when a person is fasting except Allah. Allah connected fasting to himself. Hence, he said in the Hadith, he gives up his desire for my sake. Consequently, Allah knows the days we fasted, the days we almost fasted, the days we missed, and the days we have to make up. Allah knows what we have done. No one else is keeping track of our fasting. Only Allah knows. He knows the character flaws we worked on and the ones we didn't. He knows the prayers we made and the ones we didn't. Allah is the keeper of the count. He is the enumerator. 
Allah is the one who considers all things in the universe and knows the details of every moment or change. He comprehends everything and possesses all knowledge. Allah knows every deed and written details are recorded by his angels. He is Al-Nusi, the enumerator. Allah knows us better than we know ourselves. He is our creator. In spite of all we do and despite all we do not do, Allah loves those who return to him in sincere worship. Allah knows we're going to veer and get off the path. This is the month of mercy, not the month of perfection. He is our creator. What concerns Allah most is not the fact that we get off the path, because Allah knows that's what we're going to do. That's a given. His concern is when and how do we return? How do we return to him in sincere worship? Please, dear believers, as we enter these last 10 days of Ramadan, stay as close to Allah as you can. Please, Muslims, use this month as a springboard to learn more about our beautiful faith and to get closer and closer to Allah. Allah loves those who return to him in sincere worship. Regardless of where you are on your journey in Islam, near, far, close, or standing still, return to Allah in sincere worship. Allah is waiting for you. That is the fast fact of the day. Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam, Sister Nisa. Thank you for the fast fact of the day. All right, brothers and sisters. We're on day 20. We're 20 days in. Our reading for today starts with chapter 27, verse 60, through chapter 29, verse 44. Surah 27, verse 60, through Surah 29, ayat 44. And I would ask my brother as we close our program, would he bless us by closing us with prayer? Brother Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, Brother Shaheed. As-salamu alaykum. Dear Muslims, let us close today's podcast with prayer. A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in Igdina siratal mustaqim Siratal ladina an'amta alayhim Ghayril magdubi alayhim walladdallin O Allah, I seek refuge with your pleasure from your anger. And I seek refuge with your forgiveness from your punishment. I seek refuge in you, from you. I cannot count your praises. You are as you have praised yourself. O Allah, you are my strength, and you are my support. For your sake I go forth, and for your sake I advance, and for your sake I fight. Amin. Amin. 
Thank you, Brother Shahid, for your prayers with us this morning. Brothers and sisters, as we close on behalf of our guest speaker, our beloved brother and friend, Brother Imam Abdul Malik, we thank him and his family for his wonderful words with us and his, com- and, and his community. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his family, we thank you, dear minister, for all that you have done and are doing to spread this word of Islam. On behalf of the Executive Council of the Nation of Islam and their families, we thank Allah for each and every one of you for aiding the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in spreading this word of Islam. On behalf of the ministers and imams that are spreading this mighty word, thank you, brothers and sisters. Thank you and your family. On behalf of my co-hosts, Brother Akbar, Sister Nisa, Brother Jalil, and Brother Shaheed, and this morning as I listen to everyone, I want to say on behalf of those pioneers who stood up for us, when we couldn't stand for ourselves, those beautiful sisters who put on a long dress here in America when it was not uh, fashionable, those who went to prison just to establish Islam, went to jail because they wanted to say, La ilaha illallah. We thank Allah for each and every one of them. Those who stood there so we can establish a school. And now Islam is everywhere because of those pioneers. We thank Allah for them. And we thank Allah for each and every one of you that are standing today on this word of Islam. Stand, brothers and sisters, on this truth. And let your light shine that all can see what Islam has done for you. Let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. As-salamu alaykum. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim. Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah, there is no God but Allah, Allah is great, all power and might belong to Allah, the most high, the great. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah. Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah, there is no